might not work. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Not hungry yet, are you? Oh, I've just reminded you of food. Um, just for you, Dan, um, it's the women who now wear the check shirts. <laughs> I get into trouble. I think, um, just to give you my own little brief intro, I remember reading, um, I've forgotten his name now, German pastor who's in prison in the Second World War. Bonhoeffer, that's the one, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, he was writing to his niece, um, who was getting married, writing to her from prison. And I haven't got the quote with me, but it really stuck with me when he said to her, marriage, okay, it's an intimate, exclusive relationship, but it's, it's a public status. It's, an, it's, a, it's a legal document. It's, for some, it's a public institution, and God instituted it for society. So although it's about you... It's actually about an incredible representation to society of God's heart, of how he wants people to live in community, how family is his way of, for people to live. And I think even for us to realise, you know, marriage isn't about us. It represents something to the people in our churches, the people in our lives. And it just makes it quite serious about how we're doing, doesn't it, rather than just taking each other for granted. And I think what we've found is that, because um, Dave in his first talk was talking about how, um, you know, our identity and it's who we are, not what we do. But even in our marriage, um, if our marriage is healthy, it really increases a leader's credibility. So if they see you as, as really happy, they're going to trust you, they're going to listen to you, and you will be a, a much healthier influence on the people that you serve, both husband and wife. So the health of our intimacy and closeness in our relationship is vital. And, um, you know, it's no good giving out to other people the whole time. If there's no closeness at home, it'll be at fault. And David mentioned that, you know, we ourselves have been in danger of isolating ourselves from each other. And it's funny, when you're you know, just married, you know, you think, oh, we're just still getting to know each other, so, you know, it's not easy. And then when you have kids, there's the problems in this season of life where they're so demanding and they take off all their time. But every stage of life will always have huge challenges to your intimacy. And so when the kids all leave home, you think, well, now it's going to be really easy. But actually, (laughs) the challenges are you've both got more time to serve God, and you can both be in different worlds even more, which is a challenge to your intimacy. So it never goes away. When we'd been married for um, 30 years, we went and did the um, marriage course at HTB. Didn't do it at home in our church. We didn't, went off somewhere else to do it. So we got the, the originals, Nikki and Silla Lee, who were doing the talks. But it was so much fun. It's fun when you've been married for 30 years because you're in this massive... Um, room with about 200 other couples doing most of them are younger and we are an older couple sitting behind a pillar and um, we spent a lot of time laughing and you could look around and see there are a lot more people in tears (laughs) because you do it as couples you're not in groups if you've ever done it but uh, my favorite one was um, if any of you have done the marriage course was the 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 listening um, 
session I enjoyed that the most, where one of you holds a hanky and while you're holding it, the other one can't talk. Um, so I was able to express things. And then the great thing is they then have to tell you what you've just said to show if they're really listening. Oh, that was really good. Because uh, <laughs> you think, I wasn't saying that at all. <laughs> I, could have read. I, I read this quote, husbands are really good at keeping sec- secrets because they never listened to you in the first place. <laughs> so our retreats, um, I mean, this thing he said about the two iPads, I haven't got an iPad because I can't afford one. Um, <laughs> but, but this whole social media thing, it's hilarious, isn't it? I love it. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything going, I'm on it. Um, but he's only on Twitter. That's all he does. But it's so easy to to feel socially connected, isn't it? With so many worlds and people and families and then not be connected together. So we did this. And David set the program, because he's good at setting programs. I'm not. I would rather just decide every morning what we were going to do. And every morning he'd written down topics we were going to discuss. It's like work, isn't it? (laughs) Um, So we would have breakfast and then we would get together and he would say this is the topic for today and then we'd go off separate places in the house and have like an hour to think about the topic write our own ideas etc and then we'd come back together and discuss the topic which was really interesting Um, and both have our things to say and sometimes we prayed about it I think and then we, from that, we would write down action points. What, how do we need to change, fix, add to? So after a, in a morning like that, you need a break. So we, <laughs> we were actually in Guernsey, so we'd then go for a long walk, just have fun time together. And I think most of the time we went out for dinner, didn't we? Because I didn't feel like cooking. So I'm going to go through basically the things that we discussed Every day, our topics by David Holden. So, of course, the first, the first one was the basic one, our relationship. How are we doing in our, as he said, our communication, our sex life, everything like that. And uh, I think it was this morning, I was just reading in Hebrews. It's got this great long list at the end, the conclusion point, And it just has this slammer, doesn't it? Marriage should be honoured by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. There's something so sacred about marriage. So exclusive, so beautiful. And I don't know what your bedroom's like. (laughs) But there's something very sacred. And it actually says the marriage bed kept pure. And you know, whatever season of life you're in, whether sex is great or it's actually quite difficult because of illness or exhaustion or tension or whatever it is, there's a place of intimacy and quietness and peace. It's actually not all about sex. It's about intimacy. It's that closeness where no one else in the world but you two have this privilege of being close together. I mean, I think just physical affection, closeness, how is that in our relationship? Sometimes you can have quite a lot of sex, but not a lot of affection. I mean, there's all sorts of areas of it, aren't there? And I thrive on warmth, love, affection, 
physical touch. Um, how are we doing that? And verbal expression, how, how, how are we in that? Are we talking about our desires and our love for one another? When we were in Turkey, um, John and Linda Lampfman were talking about being emotionally healthy together in your connection. And I was quite challenged by some of the things they were saying and um, how we can just live life together but never really talk about how much we love each other, how we're communicating, what we think about each other, what, what we love about each other. And, and even reminiscing together, I think that's something that we realized we hadn't been doing. So that was interesting. And then number two was our personal lives. So from our communication, our intimacy, talking about our um, close relationship together, we then the next topic was our spiritual and physical health. That was the next one we talked on. So in terms of our spiritual health, I mean, I don't know about what you're like in your marriage, whether you often do chat about how you're doing spiritually, how you're doing in your own relationship with God, but I think it'd be quite interesting. I don't think it's something we would necessarily talk about very often. So it was good for us to do that, to really be honest about how our devotional lives were going and then to come back together and talk about it and also comment on each other what we'd observed I mean, one of the things I said to Dave was, he's always very disciplined about getting up early and getting on his own. As long as I get a cup of tea first, that's fine. Um, but I, I just said to him, I, I don't hear you singing. What happened to that? And, um, you know, just little things sometimes, which are actually quite important, that you can observe about each other. Um, so you've started singing again, haven't you? I sort of hear it through the house. Actually, Goff Hope is always singing. If you're in his house, honestly, he doesn't stop. <laughs> but it, it, it's those lovely things that you can give in, in this sort of time of t- discussing what, what's God saying to you even in your devotional life, what, what's happening in your life spiritually together. Sometimes you can just be going through it on your own and not really sharing it. And even challenging each other what's... Um, you know, have you had fresh encounters of God lately? That was quite an interesting discussion we had together. Um, and, oh yeah, the other thing was we, um, we looked at prophetic words that God has spoken over us together or even separately. We, we talked about them and Dave got out some prophetic words that I'd completely forgotten about in the busyness of life and I found it so helpful to talk about them and find out if they were being fulfilled or not and then the physical health which for us has been an issue over you know many years with health ill health it gets very practical in this discussion Um, and, and what season of life are you in in terms of your health and your lifestyle are you really looking after yourselves as individuals Dave loves being a member of the gym I don't because it's cheaper for two, we have a joint membership. So he's always nagging me, did you go to the gym this week? I went, no. Um, So he's much more diligent in that. But this constant at each other to look after ourselves is so important. And time for what he was talking about, rest, relaxation, hobbies, and listening to each other on that one and not getting defensive which happens when you're in this honest place of talking. 
And then pre- preventative steps in our lifestyle. How can we help each other work better? I mean, we do do a lot of travelling, and sometimes it seems to be a bit of a train crash when there's one thing after another. And, and I think it was about a year ago I, I said to Dave, you, you've got to try and not do things back to back. That does unravel. <laughs> um, oops, and just lately it has. But this diary thing, we're always diarying, working it out together. Um, and sometimes if I'm really concerned about him and I think he's not listening, um, get other people involved. <laughs> I have done in the past. I've phoned up fellow elders and said, he's not listening to me. Um, come on, we've got to gang up on him with me, please. That's what they're for, isn't it? Fellow elders, definitely. But even in that time in that retreat talking these things through are we living um a godly life with our 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 health and our lifestyle it's so important and it's as i said it's who we are what example are we setting to people with our lives do they think oh my goodness david is so incredible you know they're always they never stop working but do they look at us and think oh they they've got quite a good pace of life they do give time to living life and look after themselves. Number three, um, oh, we spent a long time on this one, was um, facing our life at the moment and looking at the present and the future, which is something I don't know if I've ever done. Um, and they've called it the next 10 years. Oh, my goodness, what a thing to do to face that together. Um, but it was so interesting for me who only thinks really from one day to the next, to, um, to sit down and think by myself, well, what do I think the next 10 years looks like? What's God saying to me? And I, honestly, I sat there for about 20 minutes. I couldn't think of anything. I think, oh, he's probably in the other room thinking, we've got this and this and this. And I'm thinking, I have no idea. I just want to be my grandchildren. Oh, <laughs> but um, it, was, it was really good, this whole difference of looking at things. What's God's calling on our lives together? And what Dave was saying about being, working harder at being more of a team, I thought it was really good. You know, in our marriage, if you like, in, in the ministry side of our marriage, what is God calling us to? What, what is our influence? Are we, and I think... He, we mentioned it last night in the interview about being a mother and father to people, this next generation. You know, how are we giving time to this, this investment in our lives? Um, what should we be doing and what should we not be doing? What's, what is our influence? And I think for us, it was very much this, are we giving time to bringing this next generation through? And... What was really good for me, I think, was Dave really wanting to find out what's, what's the unique gifting in, in me? What have I got to offer? What have I got to bring into the, into the team? And how can we incorporate this into our lives together? So with Dave Apostolic role, I mean, I have a natural role alongside him in terms of our relationship and discipling of people and other things as well. But me as an individual, I've got my own gifts and qualities to bring. And it's really finding out how, you know, they can be in our, enhance our partnership and our teamwork together. So I'm, I don't know, 
I, I don't know if I'm quite an evangelist, but I'm very um, proactive in non-Christian involvement. Um, I love being involved in Alpha at home in our church. So Dave will, will deliberately make sure at different times in the year that I can be involved in Alpha, which means him adjusting his diary and what I can be involved in that. So it's definitely working together how we can make things work. But it's through this ongoing discussion about how we can make our roles and our teamwork work. Also, you know, he gets he gets the benefit of my involvement with unbelievers. So all the illustrations he gives are usually mine. Well, Liz was on the bus the other day and led this woman to Christ and blah, blah, blah. But it's good. It helps him. So the other thing in terms of present and future was talking about our financial future, the really nitty-gritty things, which I think I've got a bit nervous about. We did do a will eventually some time ago. I hope you've all done one. Um, but those things to discuss together, how are our finances, um, what's, what, what's happening with everything that we um, own. And it's, it's really a, a responsible thing to do, isn't it? And I think Dave went ahead and, in fact, from this, to get all our affairs under one roof, if you like. Otherwise, if he died, I wouldn't have a clue what was going on. And I found that so reassuring. He went ahead and has made sure everything is in one place so I know what to do if something happens. These things are really important, that we're together on the same page and we know what's going, and it's given me real peace of mind. Fourth thing is um, changes. This was fun. Discussing what changes do we need to make and what would we like to see happen in each other's life. I got a bit hit on that one. I think David said, well, you just don't look after yourself. You don't give yourself enough space or time for yourself, which is probably true. I'm just naturally wanting to be out there doing other things rather than looking after me. So, But when you're in a time where you're not talking about anything else, you, you take it... If he, if he says that at home, I'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But take it a bit more seriously. He's quite concerned that I'm a bit overwired about not about life and not really paying attention to myself and in my health in that way uh fifth thing uh coming to an end now was more general things so family which did come to a little bit of tension in the room because we have four married children and 11 grandchildren and the wife's desire to be available when you've got grandchildren is huge. There's a few nods around the room. And her husband really wants her to be on the road with him. So it's just personal about us. Um, so that's an ongoing discussion, isn't it? But also you wanting to be a grandfather and available to the grandchildren. And also really, this is a very special time in our lives when we can influence this, not next, but next generation, and when they're young, they think you're amazing. So you really do want to be with them 
all the time. Um, so all those really good things to talk about how much time are we having with our own married children, our grandchildren. The other thing we talked about was our friends. Who are our friends? Um, I don't know if you've read the book Resilient Life by um, Gordon MacDonald. It's a very good book. And he talks about We Happy Few, which is about who are your happy few? Who are the friends that you can really rely on, trust? Do you actually spend time with them? It's so important, isn't it? Have good friendships. And not just the people you work with, but there are just some people that are your friends and you want to go on having that space and available time with them. So those are all the things we discussed, talked about over, was it four days? It's a long time, isn't it? But there were good long breaks in between. But I think even at this stage in our life, being married 36 years, we're still working it out. We're still determined to do even better and... So I'm just going to give you some questions, and I think we have got a little bit of time for discussion in whatever form we want it to take. So, quite obvious ones. And, and they're questions that, as married couples, you can take away with you and have a little chat about as well. So how much quality time do you have on your own together? And as a little subtext after that, are you honestly having fun? My husband gets really serious with the work of God, which he shouldn't do because it's a joy. <laughs> and uh, I, I do have to often take the initiative to stop him being so serious and take us out and do things together. Number two, what, so what do you do to strengthen your relationship and keep it intimate? What, what are the things you do to strengthen it and keep it intimate? Third one is, um, from what I was talking about, what together are your areas of influence and what are the key aspects of your partnering together? And do you give enough time and thought for this? Um, well, it's what together are your areas of influence. So this is, you know, in your marriage, what, what, what's your area of influence? What are the key aspects of your partnering together? And then just the next question, last question is, um, what do you each think... The next five years looks like. I won't give you ten. <laughs> the next five years looks like. So that's it. How should we do this? Thank you. So hopefully those questions will uh, inspire you. I, don't, I think we'll probably bring things to a close. I don't think we have to get into some big intense kind of thing now. But we'd love you. We, f we find when we do stuff on marriage that 
the weirdest thing is people go out, I have to say it's particularly the guys, go out of here and do absolutely nothing about what you've just heard, um, which is a bit weird. I don't think you can sit through even this last 45 minutes and just say, well, that was interesting. I honestly think the courage is to go away and do something about what you've been hearing us say in your own way. Can I just really, I know it's not easy because, you know, we're all at different stages of life, but this thing that we've just done, this retreat, um, the way it worked for us, um, was so good we can't wait for the next one, which will probably be next August, because we just, it's a time of the year where we can get away. And you may not be able to go away for as long as we did. You may only be able to find, you know, a day somewhere or maybe a day and a night and a day. But whatever whatever you can do, I want to really, really encourage you, guys particularly, take the initiative on this. Say, come on, I think this would be great. And whatever works for you to try and do that, just to press a massive pause button. See, because I think that that unless you make this a priority life will just go on being busy and what we do sometimes we have all very good intentions yeah we really must one day get round to the possibility of maybe doing this you know just do it just put it in a diary and I remember when we did it and we were getting closer to it I thought and I know some of you were smiling and, and everything when Liz said David did a program actually someone needs to to do that and um it just happened to be me that did it and I what Liz didn't say was, we did talk about the topics, and you agreed these were the ones that we needed to talk about. <laughs> Wasn't an imposition, or all my favourite topics. So, um, and, and you come up with something, you might even just do it together with one another, say, hey, these are the subjects we really need to address. It would be fantastic out of this, this weekend if one of the results was that couples here, on, in the background to the things I was showing earlier about the stress and the strain and the enemies you know, tactics and the fact that we can neglect one another, to hear that many of you had said, you know what, we went away and we spent some time, we made it happen, and I guarantee if you do it once, you will want to do it again, because it just kind of lives with you. Shall we pray? Lord, I want to pray for every marriage that's represented here right now today. Some, some guys are here without their wives. I really I pray for them, particularly when they get home, <laughs> to impart some of this. But I pray that every marriage represented here will, will not just drift, not allow ourselves the luxury of being busy leaders in churches and neglect our marriages. We can't do this. Lord, I thank you that the way it goes is we are devoted to you first and then we're devoted to husband and wife second and our families and then we're devoted to the work after that. And that's a wonderful philosophy. (laughs) But would you help us to make it a reality? That's reflected in our diaries and in our conversations and for the sake, as Liz said, of the church and of the people who are watching Give us, Lord, the grace to make this a priority in our lives. Pray for any marriages going through some strain right now. Any marriages that are just going through a lack of communication for sometimes very good reasons. You love us and you understand. You know everything we're going through. It's nothing to be hidden or ashamed of. And Lord, I pray for the courage. Pray particularly for husbands here 
to take the initiative and to say, come on, we're going to address some of these issues. Lord, we pray that we will live these next 10 years or so with good news about marriage. And it won't be the steady drip, drip of, have you heard, have you heard, how bad, how bad. Lord, you press these pause buttons in our lives for this reason that we might address the issues that we have learned to accommodate. Help us to do this, Lord. And then as we were thinking earlier, I just pray for everybody. I pray that relational mission will be flooded with leaders who are exemplary in making sure the foundations of everything they do are right and that they might pass this on to a new generation, that we might have scores and scores of young couples who absolutely get their identity, absolutely get the need of the Spirit. May that not be their forefathers' generation, but present today. I cry out to you, Lord, that relational mission will be known as an army of people who've got approval sorted and are moving from a place of rest, knowing that it's all at the end of the day about you and about your glory. We ask it, Lord, that you will be glorified, your kingdom will be advanced, and the nations will be reached. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Just before we sort of get into the practical things, I just wanted, I'm sure you want me on behalf of all of you, just to say a massive thanks to Dave and Liz for serving us so brilliantly, really, absolutely outstanding. Yeah, really great. And uh, I think the other thing, just to say on a more general uh, point, is that now we've sort of uh, been through the kind of last few years of transition, the, that word has been overused a lot, and the new word that's coming in is collaboration, because I think in, in the journey that we're on as a family of families now, um, I think God's going to f- give us new and creative ways that we haven't done before to work together in the future, even with the multiplication of families. And I think often uh, David and I have chatted about this recently, and we both say we don't really quite know what it looks like, but actually I don't think that matters yet. The thing that I just want to communicate is that we have a very deep heart to work together in the future, and that goes right across all the different families, the spheres within New Frontiers. And this whole thing of loving our brothers and sisters working together, I think God is going to do some remarkable things that he would never have been able to do had we not transitioned the way we we have. So I think we're absolutely on track. But I just wanted to almost mark the moment and say, what we've received today is the benefit of then, okay, coming back together to bless and cross-pollinate in each other's worlds. And I'm trusting that's going to happen more and more across the globe in all the things that we do. It's great to see Edward and Frieda here and just all the friendships and things. There's massive amounts of stuff God is going to do in the future. I'd just like to pray for David and Liz and their family of new ground, uh, just as they, they're going, actually, after lunch. You've got to go at the end of lunch, so they won't be here this afternoon. So I think you're here for, for lunchtime, so please do chat to them. But if you, if you wouldn't mind, just can we just stand together? I'd just like to perhaps lead us in prayer. If um, we've, we've got just five minutes, so if there's 
one or two very quick prophetic things. I always love just to give space for the prophetic because we are a prophetic people. I mean, that must never go off the agenda, so we just do stuff without letting the Lord speak. And, you know, I've found that one prophetic word can just propel me for the next umpteen months because you think, yes, God's saying things. So I, I'd just like us to be open to that within the time we've got. But um, if we could just sort of reach our hands towards them, those around, Dave and Liz, just get near them, and I'll just lead us in prayer. And then, as I say, if there's one or two things just to share, feel free just to do that. Father, we do thank you so much. Um, Yeah, just for the sense of unity we feel this morning, Lord, and being family together. And I thank you so much for the way that David and Liz have served us so well today, Lord. I pray that they would leave this place really blessed themselves from being among us. I pray that all the seeds of wisdom that they've liberally spread among us this morning, these kind of seeds of faith. I pray, Lord Jesus, let them fall on good soil. We want to pray, Lord, even just for every marriage here, Lord, that it really would be good soil for these seeds of wisdom to fall in. And I pray that David and Liz will increasingly in the days ahead be known as a mother and father amongst the movement. I pray globally, Lord, their mothering and fathering anointing to keep things healthy, to keep keep it good. I pray that would increasingly come to the fore. I pray for a sharpening of their gifts of wisdom, words of knowledge, insight, discernment. I pray particularly for the gift of discernment, for them to be able to look into situations, look upon people's lives with loving eyes, to be able to just tease out and unravel things that might trip people up. I even just believe prophetically for you, as I'm just praying this, that's actually part of what God's going to be doing with you in the future, going to sharpen your gifts of discernment like never before. It's like a very, very sharp pair of scissors or a knife, just, just to, but they're not, they're not destructive sharpness. It's sharpness to bring healing and clarity and, and, and like a surgeon's scalpel, putting things together that have been damaged. And I pray, Lord, that they would do that in churches, even across whole families of churches, uh, as well as in the lives of individuals in, in their living room or in other living rooms where they go and sit. So we pray, bless them. I pray you bless their children. I pray you bless their grandchildren. I pray for protection upon their health, their strength, their energy. I pray you bless them at home, make their home a great source of blessing for them. Lord, I pray for surprising blessings on their life. In this next season, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone? Yeah? Do you want to bring it to you? Um, yeah, just to echo what Mike was saying, um, as soon as we started praying for you, I had a, pit- a picture, it's not amazingly glamorous, but of a, a, a wrench, an adjustable wrench. And um, I just saw you in, in the last years um, needing to turn large um, bolts and tighten things you know that they were big and you needed um the wrench at a certain stage to be able to do that but actually just what mike was saying about doing fine detail and i saw that wrench being twisted and in doing that it brings you closer together and actually there's a key in your marriage being closer and closer and closer and closer allowing you to be able to operate more finely and precisely in the things that you do um, and there, I just thought there's no surprise in what God is doing in your lives. You're now not people who will do major um, things that turn and need tightening. Actually, now it's about refining. It's about really skilled, 
fine precision work and being able to see things in real detail. I just believe that there have been days in the past where you have sown into the nations, you have given yourself into the nations, you've gone, you've, you've sacrificed and you've sown. And I just believe that God just says to keep true to what's in your heart right now, God's going to send the nations to you. I just see there being a center opening of the nations, of, of uh, many different nations, new nations of opening up. And God's going to open up new nations by sending them to you, not just you feeling obliged to have to go and to be in that nation. And I believe it's just going to be a real equipping and a real multiplication of leadership and what's God put in your heart. Brilliant. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, bless us. Thank you for the food we're about to eat. Give us great fellowship together. I pray that this afternoon would be just yet more of what you want to do among us. Uh, So we just thank you for the joy of being together and for uh, one another. We just thank you for one another, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's applaud Dave and Liz again and then enjoy some more. And then if you can be back uh, prompt at two, right? So we've got, we obviously got a bit of a tight program, so be back prompt at two. That'd be great. Thank you.